Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by OSTraining.com, keeping your clients and yourself up to date with learning WordPress and WooCommerce, and Mindsize.com to make your life easier with your client sites, as their team will take care of those after-project worries with solid maintenance and optimization services. I'll tell you more about our pod friends later in the show, but let's get started with our third WooCommerce past, present, and future with Paul Mariano from WooCommerce.com. This is always an anticipated show that reflects on the last year, what's happening at Woo today, and shared insights into where it's headed. Definitely a must-listen to show here at Do The Woo, so let's get going with hosts Jonathan and Robert. Robert, how are you doing? It's a new year, Jonathan. This is fantastic. It's a new year, another episode of Do The Woo, and (laughs) we have a a fantastic guest with us today. I I wonder who that might be. We have uh, Paul Mariana, the CEO of WooCommerce. Paul, welcome. It's good to have you. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks for having me. Excited to be doing the Woo together here in 2023. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun to look back uh, at, the, at the highlights. We're looking at some of the notes from WooSesh and just looking at the stats. There's been a lot of growth, a lot of, a lot of good things have been happening. And uh, yeah, in today's episode, we want to kind of take a look back and uh, talk, talk about some of those highlights, look ahead to, to 2023. And uh, it's, it's hard to believe it's all already here, uh, especially the post this holiday break. Um, let's just jump into it. One of the, one of the things that, um, that I've, you know, it's been fun to watch is the, just the ramping cadence of WooCommerce releases. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to pull that off. And by my count, uh, we managed um, uh, 12 new releases uh, this this past year. I, I'm curious. That's Paul, right. Yeah. Uh, that, that, there's a lot that goes on to to pull that off consistently. So it was kind of it was impressive to look back and see. And uh, I'm curious if you have any any thoughts on how that's going. Um, any insights that you can share into? Because uh, we know it's not trivial to pull that off. Like, what's that been like? Yeah, it's a uh, it it is a I think a major change for us. I mean, something that we started. I guess it was back in maybe 2021, um, to move to a monthly release cycle. When I first started working on the WooCommerce team, I guess it was about six years ago, did roughly three releases a year, you know, I think roughly quarterly, but we'd avoid Q4 just to, to kind of, you know, it's the crazy season, right? Everybody's selling. Nobody really wants to do like a major upgrade, especially if it's been months since the previous upgrade. We were just bigger releases, right? So potentially a little riskier to do. Um, and, you know, as someone who is responsible for, you know, helping make this software and really like deliver new features and capabilities and improvements to our customers. Really frustrating for me to be, you know, to have to, uh, essentially, we can only like deliver a few times a year, some improvements to our customers, right? So uh, we moved to this monthly release schedule. And now releases are smaller as a result, right? Such that it's a lot, it should be, you know, much less, uh, much more risk-free, I guess, uh, to update. We've also invested a lot in our just compatibility testing, and QA, and the um, uh, sort of process by which we, you know, just the tooling around releasing WooCommerce such that it is much more like um, automated and kind of predictable, right? Uh, so, Anyway, so the the goal being to just get 
new features, improvements, and capabilities in the hands of our customers as really as quickly as we can. And you know, we do we have like some separate plugins that are uh, things like the WooCommerce blocks, right, that enable us to move at an even faster pace for folks who want to be a, cl- a little closer to the bleeding edge. Uh, but you know, by the time things get into WooCommerce core, it should be pretty fully baked and uh, something that again our customers can can leverage and and start to build with. Um, anyway, so yeah, it's been I think. Uh, largely positive. We have heard some feedback from folks who are a little, you know, it's maybe too fast of, of a pace for them. And, you know, I think the reality is you can I certainly wouldn't encourage this. And we always want people running the like latest and greatest versions of WooCommerce, but you also need to make, make the best decisions for your own store. And, you know, if you want to bypass a release or two and kind of catch up on more of that quarterly schedule, that's obviously like uh, uh, totally fine as well. That's one of those those benefits of open source, right? Like you're you're giving them you're you're having a clear recommendation, like you're putting in the work to give them the best, but they can also choose whether they want to take advantage of it or not. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we've also been trying to like really improve our communication around the release schedules, what's in each release, and again, just to like make it that deliver that much more confidence uh, for folks who are maybe a little more reticent to to update on that kind of schedule. And I'll say, you know, I think part of, again, this investment in tooling and testing has been um, uh, really critical to that. You know, we want people to, to have confidence and to trust the that when they upgrade WooCommerce, that everything will just work, right? And, you know, frankly, we haven't done like the best job there. We've had a couple of point releases, fixed releases. Um, and so, you know, that's a journey and something that we're continuing to invest in. But we take that, uh, that um, responsibility really seriously. It was that a decision of Woo specifically, or were you getting feedback from users, customers, uh, implementers of WooCommerce to actually uh, speed up the cycle? Uh, it was really a decision from within Woo. You know, I think everything we do is there's, you know, uh, it's not without uh, understanding sort of the community needs and reaction and preferences, right? And I think uh, I wouldn't say that there was a direct ask or like an overwhelming, like majority of folks asking for a faster release cycle, but certainly a lot of feedback we've been getting. And this is where like, I personally have been spending a lot of my time is just improving the WooCommerce platform, right. And delivering, you know, I think we maybe a few years ago lost our footing a little bit and we're not developing and adding new features at the pace that our community needs us to and the pace that our business needs us to. So, you know, we've really, we've got a ton of things, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier last year, Woosash, but just a ton of, I think, critical uh, improvements that have been coming to WooCommerce core uh, and are still coming, right? (laughs) In various uh, phases of development, but um, you know, everything from, you know, workaround scalability to the checkout yeah. experience and, you know, everything in between. Well, and from my pr- perspective, when you compare this to like the world of SaaS, when, when you have this long cadence, the stakes just go up a lot more where it, it tends to towards a bifurcation between releases, like people, and, and th- which is, which is really problematic when you look at the ecosystem as a whole. If you have, if you have builders kind of trying to build into it, you don't want them having to think about a bunch of different versions. So I, I imagine for folks who've been in Woo a long time, that change can be challenging because they're used to like, okay, maybe we're going to upgrade once a year and sort of deal right. with all this. And, uh, but for folks who are newer to the space, at least from what I've been seeing, what I've been hearing, they're like, yeah, this is just kind of what you expect. It's just that's right. Yeah. So there's some, there, there's a transition uh, challenge in 
in that, especially for folks who've been here a long time. Well, I think Jonathan stole a little of my thunder there. I was going to say there, there's there's a whole generation of implementers that were raised on apps, which update, I don't know, every other day. And that's not scary to folks. So I, I can definitely see how projects like Woo uh, will kind of, or actually almost hope, uh, more smaller you know, quickie, easy updates that, you know, take one problem at a time as opposed to the whole truckload. Yes. And, what you know, one of the interesting things about um, being part of Automatic, right, where we do have some, like, distributed software projects that we make, like WooCommerce, and then we have, you know, SaaS products like WordPress.com, where we ship, you know, uh, it's been a little while since I've been worked closely with the WordPress.com team, but, like, you know, something dozens of times a day at least probably maybe hundreds of times a day right they're just constantly deploying new improvements fixes performance optimizations security stuff whatever it is and so you know a lot of the work we're doing with woo on wordpress.com is like in uh, sort of all related to this right it enables us to to uh practice that kind of continuous deployment uh type of of approach uh on wordpress.com and as we dial in, like, this is a kind of a, the best experience or, you know, the workout bugs or whatever it might be in some of the newer things that we're building, right? We can kind of launch and iterate quickly in the SaaS environment that we have access to. And then also, you know, as those things become, again, more fully baked, bring those into WooCommerce core where we do need to, to be a bit more deliberate and, um, uh, you know, just move a little bit more slowly, but just carefully. So when you see when you say SaaS, I hear hosting companies in the background, uh, and, and it, over the last year, I, it feels like there's been more of an outreach to hosting companies, and to sort of tie completely back into the you know release schedule. How does that affect those discussions with hosting companies? Are they like, yay, give us more work to do every time we <laughs> uh, update? Or yeah, so that, that's a great question. I can't say that I've I've gotten a lot of direct feedback. Uh, from web hosts about the release cycle, I think many have sort of adapted to and you know sort of their own tooling to uh, to adjust at this point. But I think the uh, the conversations that we are having is very much sort of related in the sense of like how can we uh, dramatically improve the overall product experience of WooCommerce. And again, we have a lot of these projects sort of in flight at various stages of development. And as they each sort of independently become ready, say like, you know, as we brought the cart and checkout blocks into WooCommerce Core in 6.9 or the high performance order storage pro um, project in, in I think, 7.1 uh, relatively recently, um, you know, we don't have to wait three, four months again to be able to like start to deploy those changes. So um, uh, they, these kind of efforts dovetail. And what does that outreach to hosts look like? Is Is there a... This is what we need as a baseline for all WooCommerce customers to be happy with, or you know, what what does that look like to you? It's a lot of that, right? We really want we know that to for WooCommerce to compete, it it can't just be like us working in a, a silo, right? Trying to improve just the uh, core WooCommerce experience. We're part of an ecosystem. We need to be working with third-party developers who build complementary solutions for WooCommerce, right? Extensions, themes, etc. We need to be working with agencies and freelancers who bring new WooCommerce stores online. And, you know, we want them to always be sort of building the uh, and leveraging like the latest and greatest features that we're building, right? And certainly from hosts, 
you know, again, the conversation is very much about how we can work together to simplify the overall product experience for Woo. And so like the outreach today is very much about, uh, or those conversations, I guess I would say, are really understanding, you know, what we think is the kind of best product experience for WooCommerce. And that's, you know, still a perspective that we're developing, right? We're uh, I mentioned at Woosash, we shared that we were developing this more turnkey approach to WooCommerce and that launching that first on WordPress.com, but taking our uh, and in February. So we're rapidly racing towards that date and then taking those learnings and bringing it out to web hosts, right? So we're a little too early to be able to say like confidently, like this is the best experience for WooCommerce, right? And of course that depends on like, are you talking about merchants in the United States or in Europe or selling physical goods or appointments or tickets or whatever it is, right? So the, like the best experience is going to depend on the needs of those merchants and where we're starting, the primary focus is on, um, uh, store selling physical goods. So, you know, having a really strong perspective on what are the needs of those stores, and um, again, working to get feedback from the web hosts now as well. Like, what is your perspective on what the best e-commerce or WooCommerce experience is based on what they're hearing from their customers? One of the things that stands out to me over the past year or two is I've, I've spoken with more and more web hosts who are kind of waking up to find that a lot of their folks are using WooCommerce. It's like they didn't necessarily set out to be doing WordPress to begin with, but look, now it's like, okay, WordPress is dominating. And on top of that, WooCommerce is growing quickly. And so they're in these, these moments of like, okay, well, what, what do we do? Some are in the category of what do we do about this base? Others are like, hey, we want to expand. We want to do new things. And, and what's interesting, at, at, least, at least from my perspective, is this: they see the real threat not as other hosts, but churn to proprietary platforms that they have no influence over, that they have no interest in. And they're in an interesting place where, you know, because of the nature of the project um, or like, it's not like they, they are pretty dependent on what you WooCommerce, the business does with the product, right? Where they're like, it's essential to their business. They want to be involved. You have to think about the ecosystem as a whole though. So it's uh, I, at least from, from what I've been hearing from hosts, it's, it's a really good sign to see that. Yeah. It's great that WooCommerce is caring about this, because they're in this place where they want to grow, they want to serve their customers better. There's also not a whole lot they can really do to affect the product experience. So I'm, uh, yeah, it's I'm looking forward to seeing how your experiments with .com go. And, and I'm curious when you, if you, if we take what we're hearing from the hosting companies, they, um, you know, they they want they're competing against the proprietary platforms, right? Uh, I'm curious how how you're thinking about that like what you have to think about the ecosystem as a whole how are you thinking about churn like what is what is what can what are the types of things that you can do to reduce that to make woocommerce more attractive to draw people from the proprietary platforms and keep them yeah so you know in addition to you know, i mentioned the cart and checkout blocks and the experience uh, uh improved experience we're delivering there and a better um more highly optimized uh checkout experience WooPay coming soon. If you're a merchant that's using WooCommerce payments, um, WooPay is our uh, uh, wallet that recognizes uh, shoppers across the WooCommerce payments network and accelerates uh, shoppers through kind of the point of purchase by saving their card details on file. Uh, we have things like the store editing experience that leverages all the great site editing functionality in WordPress to deliver a no-code, customizable WooCommerce experience across across everything. What I guess the other thing that I would highlight that uh, we're focused on from a churn perspective is performance and scalability. 
And the high-performance order storage project that landed in 7.1 is a big part of that, right? We know that peace of mind and running a scalable store is really critical, obviously, for, for higher volume or larger merchants. And we want everybody to be able to use WooCommerce, whether you're just a hobbyist all the way up to the biggest company selling online. So uh, anyway, that's another uh, major initiative for us, really you know, directly related to um, churn amongst WooCommerce stores. And again, particularly at the higher volume uh, end of stores. Hey everyone, Bob WP dropping into the show for a short break to tell you more about our two pod friends and to thank them for their amazing support. When you build a client site, after the fact, you are doing one or two things. Continuing to help them maintain their site or simply handing it over. Now, whatever the case may be, you need to give your clients even more confidence in running their Woo shop. OS Training has a great collection of WooCommerce tutorials that will help your clients get the most out of their site. And as a bonus for you, the builder, you can also find training to enhance your knowledge as they continue to grow their WordPress and WooCommerce developer training. So whether it's for yourself or to help your clients understand and take control of their WooShop, OS Training has you covered at OSTraining.com. If you build WooCommerce sites, whether you're a freelancer, small business, or agency, often optimization and maintenance is not something in your game plan. When you hand off the site to your clients, the last thing you want to happen is a disruption with their business and their sales. But MindSize has you covered. Now what's cool about MindSize is that their team of experts will take care of anything from a small site to a complex WooCommerce store giving your clients peace of mind when their customers place an order on their site is such an important piece of the relationship. So keep your clients happy and send them to MindSize for that exceptional service they deserve. You can find them at MindSize.com. Make sure and check out both of these pod friends. And now let's get back to the show. Let, let's touch briefly on enterprise. Paul, you've got a, a long background in enterprise. You, you worked at VIP before Woo, so you know that space well. I was really happy to see that we have the, there's a, a there's an enterprise landing page now on WooCommerce. Uh, any, anything you can say about that area of focus? Kind of what what any highlights from 2022? Uh, just on on that that general area of like of WooCommerce at scale and at the top end. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a really interesting area for me personally because it's a um, I think an area where uh, historically we haven't had a ton of uh, direct connections to uh, those stores or insights on what they would like to see coming from WooCommerce. And again, things like performance and scalability are relatively obvious, but um, what are some of the other kind of capabilities or features or whatever that are important to them? And so you know, we built out a customer success team over the last year and a sales organization to just better improve, uh, again, like the the. Uh, our understanding of those um, of those customers and and kind of develop a stronger perspective on you know, like what is what is the enterprises really care about from an e-commerce solution and again it, a lot of it comes back to peace of mind so you, you reference VIP I'm biased of course but a really great solution for WooCommerce stores because it um, you know I think one of the challenges of, of not just WooCommerce but WordPress is yeah, I've referenced this many times over the years, but that the old like Spider-Man quote with great power comes great responsibility, right? We give people a lot of flexibility with this platform 
And if you're not following best practices, it's, it's, you know, you can sort of shoot yourselves in the foot, right? And uh, so I think what our, my colleagues at VIP do very well is sort of prevent you from <laughs> shooting yourselves in the foot and ensuring that you're following, you know, best practices from a development uh, perspective. So you don't get orphaned on an old version of WordPress or WooCommerce. Um, that I've got that, you know, you're building things in a scalable way um, and just really like taking advantage of the best of, of these platforms. Um and but I think there needs to be broader support out there in the ecosystem as well, you know, uh, for larger stores. VIP may not be the best solution for everybody. So I think that's like one thing that I would like to see is actually more uh, a broader focus from the ecosystem on uh, providing enterprise capabilities around WooCommerce. Well, I th- that's where a lot of the opportunity seems to be too, because like yeah, VIP is a good model. It's a good precedent. Uh, they're they're going to have specific market focuses, etc. And if you look at hosting as a whole, there's so much opportunity from from what I'm seeing out there to compete effectively with the proprietary platforms who, by design, have to have much more of a one size fits all approach. Whereas in our open source ecosystem, you can have a host who really uh, can can narrow in on their particular customer set, provide great support, provide that that you know whatever that customer needs, and then have a good relationship with WooCommerce, the business, on the product side of things. Robert, you you know this space well. Like, what uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, so I, I'm loving where this is going. This is just uh, uh, this is my bread and butter here. You know, I, thanks, Paul, for, Paul, for mentioning <laughs> the fact that. You know, enterprise does not like to be scared. You know, they look for stability, uh, consistency. You know, they can't have anything go down. And you mentioned my favorite F word of all time, flexibility. Um, So that's (laughs) great. How does that sort of tie into the the open source nature? And and I'm not going to take it just from the fact that, you know, the code is open source, but, you know, how can they contribute back to WooCommerce. Uh, I, I find that that's sort of a a, a muddier uh, experience than, say, WordPress. So, sorry, how can larger stores contribute back to WooCommerce? Enterprises, developers, agencies, you know, how does that open up to new contributors to, uh, to make the question very simple and blunt? Yeah, got it. Yeah. So I think, you know, well, one is just by uh, you know, some of the work that we're doing by deploying, again, things like high performance order storage, I think is a, a great way to like contribute back to WooCommerce, right? We don't host a lot of stores here. We don't have like direct access to a lot of the, um, you know, potential scalability issues around the platform. So getting that, you know, whether it's agencies or in-house developers at large WooCommerce sites or, you know, other web hosts, like, you know, working together as a community to kind of share that, uh, is um, really critical feedback for us to have, right? Um, and data, we just don't have access to a lot of that today. And it kind of comes through uh, in, in, you know, bits and pieces. Um, so uh, that's kind of one of the first things that comes to mind to me. And also why, you know, also, again, I'm a bit biased, I think very highly of VIP, but also, you know, uh, why it's a priority for me, like the more sites that we host here at Automatic, the more WooCommerce sites, like high scale WooCommerce sites we host, the better access we have to those insights. And it kind of puts us in the critical path of supporting these folks um, and providing that, you know, high availability. And uh, where today we're just sort of a little bit outside of that, given our support model, you know? Uh, and so I think we learn a lot from, uh, from hosting these sites, but also working with other web hosts and enterprises to just better understand where those breakpoints are today. I, I know I'm going to get myself in trouble for this one. Sorry, Jonathan. Uh, sorry, Bob. 
that answer sounds to me like the the best way to contribute to WooCommerce is to host on VIP. No, not not exclusively. Like you know, I think we've talked a little bit, Robert, about working more closely together with Cloudways. There's you know that's part of our interest in working uh, and developing like partnerships with other web hosts as well. Got it. Just making sh- okay. You 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 nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> I think they're you know the I I tend to cite VIP because they're you know I think they're not a significant number of web hosts that target higher or, or larger you know sites or stores. Um, uh, but certainly you know we'd be very interested in working with say like folks like Pantheon and and others as well. Yeah, and and to the one of the things just because of the size of the ecosystem, this is something that's often lost on folks: just how how many WooCommerce stores there are that it's still growing. To do this justice, to do it really well, you you need strong partners who have different areas of expertise and focus. And uh, it's it's been great to see Woo embracing that. You've had a strong partnership program for a long time. Of course, that's a big part of your background, Paul. That's been it's been great to see that carrying out. Yeah, we've always had like a, a, I think, really great relationships with complementary technology companies in the sense of, you know, integration partnerships of the, you know, the Stripes and PayPal's and MailChimp's and ship stations of the world, right? If you think of WooCommerce as an operating system, we are not going to do every single thing that every store needs. So, you know, having, again, a, a really tight connections to key leaders in each of those categories uh, is just critical i think to delivering a great product experience um and then we've also yes like started to expand out to focus a bit more on folks in the ecosystem so over the last year we've really developed our agency program a couple agent a couple hundred agencies in the program now and and rapidly growing that and just and really looking to improve our understanding of agency and build their needs around uh the platform and then you know again we've talked uh, quite a bit already about uh, the work that we're doing with hosts um uh, so yeah, you know, we, we know that like we, we are genuinely operating in like an ecosystem centric, uh, capacity and, uh, kind of ecosystem first. I love that. Now, as you're thinking ahead to 2023, I'm sure you've, you've got a lot on your plate. Um, there's, there's a lot uh, that you're thinking about. Are there any particular areas of focus that stand out to you uh, in this coming year? It's a lot of it is, you know, uh, not to kind of, um, uh, re- repeat myself too much, but a, a lot is really landing some of these core product improvements. I think that is the most important thing that we need to do is really dramatically improve the pace at which we are uh, improving <laughs> the core platform. Uh, so again, I was really excited to see some of these things like high performance order storage or the cart and checkout blocks land in core, but they're still off by default, right? So the idea being that people can enable them if the say set of extensions they're using are compatible with each of those solutions but we're not not yet quite at like general availability, right? Or store editing, um, you know, that launched our first phase, still really, you know, which was kind of just getting to a point of compatibility and now really trying to make that kind of sing and shine, right? Um, and uh, make it a real bright spot of the WooCommerce product experience. Uh, we're working on um, some big improvements to the uh, experience around managing and listing products within WooCommerce. Um, that's actually a really interesting uh, sort of interface to work through and and like um, a rethink because there's you know very we get very different feedback from folks depending on the size of the store or kind of their own needs around uh, more of a form or kind of template driven approach that people just like if you're a store that's got hundreds of products 
you're certainly not going to like leverage the visual editor to design every single one of those product landing pages, right? You want a bit more of a templated approach, smaller stores, or maybe a more boutique or kind of bespoke um, WooCommerce store does want a, a bit more of like a visual editing experience to each of their products uh, and product pages, right? So uh, anyway, so we're that's been really interesting to like engage with the community and get that feedback from merchants, from builders. Uh, so that's uh, another big effort that we're working on. But, you know, for me, I'm probably, I'm certainly forgetting a couple of other things as well, but uh, <laughs> the those are at the core of where we're making a lot of investments. And now it's, you know, we need to get them to in the hands of our customers and as many customers as possible. Uh, so again, you know, our focus is really on getting to general availability. And to do that, we need the entire ecosystem to work together. So if you're a theme developer or a plugin or extension developer um, that, say, touches the checkout experience of WooCommerce, you'd be looking at, uh, you know, updating your your product to be compatible with the new checkout blocks. And same idea for store editing and product listing as we get a little bit further along and have some more definition there, we're going to need the community to all work together uh, so that we can improve WooCommerce at a faster pace. So I hear that uh, Woo is Gutenberg first. Uh, in, in many parts of the experience, yes. I think there's still a little some debate again around the like product listing and, but we certainly want like visual editing to be a significant component of at least that experience in some ways, but you know, we're kind of working through exactly how to approach that, but yes, like, uh, you know, very much embracing Gutenberg. So as you're thinking ahead to 2023, how do you think about Shopify? Do you see them as a competitor? Do you see them as just serving different needs? Like how do they fit into like what they're doing and their areas of focus to what you're thinking about with WooCommerce? Yeah, I mean, absolutely a competitor and a, and a very good one. They built a, a really great platform and I think are uh, moving very quickly. You know, I, but I think, you know, we are building for the merchants exclusively, right? That is, I mean, for builders as well, but we all are ultimately like trying to meet the needs of merchants in our community. And, you know, I think that WooCommerce and WordPress offer a lot more flexibility, choice, whether that's, you know, anything from, again, like the capabilities of the software, uh, but also pricing and who you're sort of sourcing your different solutions from, so like payments is a, you know, a, a, I think a, a very um, popular example around Shopify that where it's much more locked down uh, and as, as well as sort of related parts of the experience like checkout. So, uh, you know, very much a competitor, uh, but a, a a, you know, a bit of a fan of what they're doing. They've got a really great experience, but Woo is doing something different. You know, we de- very much want to provide that optionality, flexibility, and choice that's core to what we do, and obviously ownership as well. Uh, you know, I think there's room room for both. I remember you know, some of the conversations I've had um, with hosting companies, especially in like underserved markets, where they're like, like Shopify, Shopify is not winning. Uh, it's, it, there's, there's almost this too much of like that one size fits all approach. And it was interesting to see like how much opportunity there is with WooCommerce, with open source on this WordPress you know, platform to, to be able to create things that are really catered to the needs of particular markets and, and just to have a superior experience. So that's, it's been, it's been great to see. It's always been there, that ecosystem emphasis, but it's been great to see, WooCommerce really leaning into that more and more because at least from my perspective, it's a real strength. The, the, the WooCommerce ecosystem is rich and complex. There's a lot of vibrancy to it, a lot of resilience to it. And as the product itself improves, uh, I think it, it's, you know, the ecosystem itself is only going to get stronger and healthier as a result. So I, I love that. 
Yeah, I would say it's more than a strength. It's even superpower. You know, it, it, it's and I think particularly in a world where you know it's, uh, Amazon, you know, uh, announced a number of layoffs today, and Salesforce as well, and you know, I think where budgets are tightening, and we all need to be a little bit like leaner and meaner in our operations. You know, the idea that WooCommerce doesn't need to be eight, nine, ten thousand people to compete directly with Shopify. But instead, you know, that we, again, link arms as like a community and ecosystem to meet the needs of our customers. You know, again, we can operate just a bit more of like lean and, and more nimbly as a result. Oh, boy, I love nimble. <laughs> it is a power open source. You'd mentioned the, the payment opportunities and solutions and ecosystem. Almost two years ago, uh, WooCommerce invested in uh, PeachPay. I assume that's sort of the... The, the wallet aspect that you'd mentioned earlier on? Uh, so no, we have our own uh, wallet uh, component to WooCommerce payments called WooPay. It's in like sort of late stages of development, alpha sort of phase t- testing, so not widely deployed just yet. Uh, but over the, sort of the next couple of months or so, we'll be sharing a bit more about what we're up to with WooPay. But yes, uh, we have also a bit of a relationship with the folks at PeachPay who are... Um, uh, we're, a, a, I think, small investor in as well as uh, just as friendly with. I spend uh, some time with the, the team and actually was just chatting with Ariman uh, just last week. No, sorry, last month. <laughs> so uh, really great team. You know, I think they're working on interesting things. And, uh, you know, that's, I think that's one of the challenges of an ecosystem as well, right? There's going to be a little bit of like co-opetition, you know, in some cases where you're uh, working in similar spaces as folks in the community. And that's okay. You know, we, we want to be able to offer choice to folks. So if, if WooPay, for whatever reason, is not the best solution for your store, there's other solutions out there like PeachPay and others as well. Well, Jonathan's question and then uh, about like, you know, nascent markets or new markets and how like uh, uh, buy now, pay later. So BNPL uh, works in different regions kind of like uh, made me jump to that uh, <laughs> question. Yes. Yeah, sure. No, and it makes sense. Again, it's, you know, I think that's one of the great things about uh, about being part of, you know, this broader ecosystem and an open source ecosystem at that is that there's a lot of, um, that we, we just, we don't have to solve every problem ourselves, you know, and we don't have to be everything to everyone. There's something that WooCommerce is making that's not the best fit for your, your store, then there's probably, you know, at least half a dozen other ways to skin that cat uh, within, within the WordPress world. Paul, um, I, I love the ecosystem focus, uh, and there's just a lot of different things that you can draw on there. One of the things that's been good, great for me to see over the past year or two is more and more interest in WooCommerce from outside, where whether it's a, a SaaS who maybe they've had a, a Shopify integration, they're looking, they want to expand, they're looking at WooCommerce, whether it's uh, you know, startups looking to where they can, where they can invest for uh, what you have this again rich background in partnerships for folks who are new and listening to this and thinking about the WooCommerce space. Do you have any broad guidance that you can offer them? Like, what what are you looking for in partnerships? Where should they start? Like, what what are some good ways to get into the WooCommerce ecosystem? That's a that's a really great question. I think that so one is you know the I, I'm forgetting the the URL off the top of my head, but it's probably like WooCommerce.com slash partners or something. There's a landing page, get documentation, you know, uh, uh, and like sort of a path to, we have multiple ways of partnering, you know, whether you're, you, you're selling within our marketplace, which is if you're unfamiliar with the WooCommerce marketplace, it's kind of an app store for WooCommerce or whether, you know, you're sort of a larger company, uh, you know, we have a number of strategic partnerships with folks like, I mentioned a bunch earlier in payments or shipping or marketing, Facebook, 
Google, you know, we work very closely with companies like that as well. So, you know, I'd say we, we tend to, to cast, uh, want to cast a wide net around uh, those types of integration partnerships, just acknowledging the idea again, that um, uh, we, we want to be able to offer choice to folks and that the, there's rarely like one solution that just meets the needs of everybody. So I guess that's how I would sort of think about that just kind of broadly is, you know, if you're somebody who is making solutions in e-commerce, not even necessarily like already for WooCommerce, let's like get in touch and, you know, see if we can work together in, in our marketplace or other ways to uh, connect you more closely to the WooCommerce customer base. Uh, and maybe folks can connect with uh, Woo at WordCamp Asia. That's right. Yes, uh, we will be there. I'm not sure if I will be there, but we will be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's only like a you know 17 day journey. Don't worry about it. That's you, right. We got plenty of time to get there. <laughs> That's actually it's been great uh, to see you know WordCamps for those who haven't been to WordCamp yet. Um, it's a fantastic thing. I've I've been consistently impressed with what WooCommerce has been doing. Uh, WordCamp Europe, you had a great presence. There's a lot of fantastic folks on the Woo team. Um, but it's been it's been great to see that both embracing of the the community and open source, and also this 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 what I would describe as this arc of professionalizing more and more. Like, how do you take how do you up the game? Like, how do you bring more of that like ecosystem thinking to what is becoming a much more mature platform? So, WooCommerce, uh, yeah, you've had a consistently great presence at WordCamps, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys do at uh, WordCamp Asia. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And that's, you know, certainly a, a, like we love being part of the WordPress community and, and representing there and getting to, you know, network and meet folks in the community. I think also, you know, beyond just the WordPress community, you know, delivering or sort of driving more awareness of WooCommerce externally as well. Right. So having a presence at places like Shop Talk and, you know, other larger e-commerce industry events. Uh, Paul, thank you. Uh, really appreciate all the insights and perspective that you've shared. Uh, any any final thoughts as you're as you're looking ahead to this uh, this next year? Um, uh, any any predictions? Anything that you want to give us uh, before we snapshot this again a year from now? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think an easy prediction is that AI will be you know a, 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 a sort of a, a major force. Uh, for really, anybody working in software this year, but I think particularly in e-commerce and and website publishing, kind of the general WordPress and WooCommerce you know space. Um, just the idea of, you know, sort of augmenting what folks are already doing, whether that's on the, from customer support to like, you know, generating product imagery. Like, I think, you know, there's, it's, uh, uh, an exciting wave of, uh, and like paradigm shift that we'll see in 2023. Um, but beyond that, I think my, like, you know, uh, what's mostly on my mind is again, really dramatically improving the pace at which we're, uh, developing WooCommerce and, um, getting to general availability with a number of these new innovations that we have coming. So, you know, that is my ask to everybody who is listening in, who's in the developer community around Woo. You know, if you're not already using some of these new things like the blocks or store editing or uh, integrating with high performance order storage, you know, now now is the time. Yep, that that's fantastic. Uh, I you know, eight percent of e-commerce oh, fifty. I'm just, I just like to throw fifty at this point. I give up on the forties uh, of WordPress. <laughs> you all carry a, a lot on your shoulders, and you mentioned much, much earlier about you don't, know, you know, want to break the internet. <laughs> so it really is great to hear that you have a measured, paced uh, uh, approach to you know satisfying you know everyone from the enterprise down to you know 
new open source developers and that really kudos to making that possible because that that is an immense amount of work yeah thank you you know again we we take that responsibility really seriously and um you know just trying to do our part to help preserve a, a free and open internet and you know the our a, a small part <laughs> within all of that but uh still an important part excellent well Paul, thank you for joining us. And um, uh, for anyone who has any questions, what's the best way to, to get in touch? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at P-M-A-I-O-R-A-N-A. Uh, my first initial and last name or PM at automatic.com if you want to get in touch over email. I started putting some of my AI uh, image generations on Tumblr <laughs> if you're interested <laughs> in that as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm reachable in most places. LinkedIn, oh my, Facebook, anywhere. Oh my goodness, we didn't even get to how WooCommerce powers all of Tumblr. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it does power parts of Tumblr. Brilliant. <laughs> That's fantastic. Paul, thank you as always for joining us. Have a, a great 2023 and we'll talk to you next time. You too. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Take care. Thank you, Paul. Hey everyone, Bob W. Pierre, and thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our two pod friends. Whether it's for yourself, a team member, or a client, when looking for WooCommerce or WordPress training, OSTraining.com has you covered. And when it comes to optimization and maintenance services, put your clients in the capable hands of MindSize at MindSize.com. Now make sure and keep up with our episodes. You can use one of my favorite open source podcatchers, Pocket Casts, or your own app preference. Whatever, just make sure you're on top of it. So until the next time, keep on doing the woo.